Welcome to the Socialette Podcast, where we empower you with the marketing know-how you need to create the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a marketing nerd, Shiraz lover, and passport stamp collector. Join me as I dive into all things small business marketing and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free lessons every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let's get learning. Today's podcast guest and today's interview are a little different from usual. So usually whenever I bring in a guest to interview on the show, it's because they're an expert in marketing or whatever business topic that I want them to share share their knowledge about, something that I don't know much about. But today's guest is someone who didn't have a whole lot of marketing knowledge before she launched her business. Today, I'm chatting with Emma Lewis, the founder of Canvassed, about how she launched her business, how she's marketed it so far, what's worked well, what hasn't worked well, and just generally the things that she's learned along the way. If you're also running a side hustle like Emma is alongside your full-time job, you're going to get a ton of tips from Emma on how to balance both because I've been there and it's not easy. (laughs) I had so much fun doing this interview and I know you guys are going to find it super beneficial. So let's jump into the episode. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So for our listeners who have no idea who you are, what you do, let us know. Like, What what do you do and what is your business? Um, I own Canvas, which is a dateless yearly planner for women. Um, I created it dateless because a big ethos of mine is not waiting for a new year to start all the things that that you've wanted to do. (laughs) Um, For me, it's all about just taking a leap and just doing it whenever you feel ready. So a a dated planner for me never really made sense. I've always lived in my planner and um, I just feel so much more in control and productive when I'm writing things down and I sort of have a schedule. So, um, But I just never found one that I could love enough to, you know, I wanted something that was functional as well as beautiful and wasn't embarrassing to get it out in a meeting or anything like that. So I created my own. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. And I like the fact that it's dateless, not just from the fact that it's, yeah, you don't have to wait till the start of a new year to start fresh and to start planning, but also like from a business perspective, it's not like you suddenly have to discount them halfway through the year. Exactly. That's yeah. So smart. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense like um, for retail wise yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your vision behind the brand when you set out to launch it? I wanted something that basically reflected my personality. It was like me in a book version. (laughs) And I think I worked with a creative agency to bring the whole idea to life. I spent a lot of time with Mel from a media strategy and she just nailed it basically. She took what was in my head and actually made it a real thing. And for someone without experience in that or building a business or really knowing anything about brand or brand strategy, it was – yeah, really amazing to watch that come to life. That would have been so scary as well, like not having any experience in like in business or brand strategy or any of that. Yeah. And then just having to trust somebody with the whole process. Yeah, it is a big trust thing. But every time they delivered something to me, it was like, uh, yeah, Yay. I mean, I, I cried so many times, <laughs> like happy tears during, during that process of oh. bringing Canvas to life. And then the product itself, it was, um, it's such... I think that's the probably the most fun I've had 
mm. um, was building Canvas and watching it actually come to life. So what, like, talk me through that process. Like, what was the process when you went from, like, idea to bringing it to life, essentially? Okay. Um, it, w- it was a really long process, I suppose. Yeah. It, it felt long. Um, how, lo- but how long ago are we talking? Well, eight months from idea to launch. Oh, wow. Um, which I think it would have been a lot longer had yeah. I not worked with a creative agency um, with my background for sure. But um, I think they, they just gave it to me in drips, I suppose. And so at first it was about well, who are we speaking to? Like what yeah. kind of woman um, is the canvas woman? So I think – I've seen it a lot lately. It's like nailing your customer and building mm. that um, persona that you're so trying important. to talk to. Um, at the beginning, I really wanted to speak to everyone. I was like, well, I don't want to disclude anyone. <laughs> and, you know, anyone can use the planner. But I've really learned that I'm speaking to a specific audience. And yeah. when I do that versus when I t- try and talk to a broad range of people, I'm so much more effective. Yeah. So... We worked out exactly who I was talking to, which then um, led down to like the tone of voice. So we did a tone of voice strategy. Um, with the brand strategy came like everything from colours to yeah. fonts that were being used. Like I think people really undervalue or underestimate the power of nailing that at the beginning. Oh, exactly. It sets the tone for yeah. like every step of the way. And I think you made the right decision by doing that like getting somebody else to do that for you or to work with you on that because so many people jump in and they think, oh, like it's it's so easy to do my brand strategy myself and then they they sort of approach it with a, their own personality kind of way, if that makes sense. Like they try to inject their own personality into it, which is fine if it's a personal brand, but if it's something like your business where you're selling a product to a very specific type of customer – you need to know what's going to resonate with them. Exactly. So I think you definitely made the right choice there. Yeah. I love I love that you mentioned how you had to focus on the ideal customer because that is something like so many people feel like they're excluding someone. Was it a bit of a – did it take the branding agency a bit of like a bit of convincing you to get you to narrow down on that one person? I wouldn't say I was stubborn about it just because I I trusted them wholeheartedly because every step of the way um, they kind of just made me feel really safe in the process and because I had no experience, I've also considered um, Mel a really good friend of mine. So I valued everything, like her input and what she was telling me. She had so much experience (laughs) doing it. So I was like, well, I have no idea what I'm doing and you – other expert here so I I trust it but it was hard sometimes because yeah like canvas is amazing for and I feel like it's being used a lot by business owners and female business owners but at the same time it's hard for me to grapple with the fact that someone like my sister who's a massive planning user she's not a business owner but she loves it and she lives in it but it doesn't what I think I learned was you're not telling people like my sister you can't use Canvas mm. because they still love it and find value in it, but they're not the people that are going to be automatically drawn to you like yeah. your target customer is. So Yeah, and I think by narrowing down on that one ideal customer, they feel like you really get, get them. It. Yeah. yeah, whereas like and, – and then people like your sister will still feel like you get them, but maybe you, – you're not excluding them, but it's – 
if you tried to talk to everyone, then you talk yeah, to no one. You talk to no one. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's something that a lot of, I, I notice a lot is people try to talk to everyone and end up talking to no one. So yeah. <laughs> good on you with that. So before you launched, how had you planned on marketing Canvas? Uh, it wasn't even a thought that crossed my mind, to be honest. I was so naive when it came to launching Canvas. I yeah. honestly, my thought was, I'll get the first batch of a thousand printed and I'll sell a thousand. How hard can it be? <laughs> that was my thought process going into it. Yes. And then obviously once I launched and sales were an actual thing, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in like really deep here. I it's feel like you're not, not the, that easy. You're not the first person who's done that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so it was really intimidating. Had you did you think like maybe Instagram or had you planned anything at all or just Well, we built the website and then obviously socials was going to be a huge part of it. Yeah. Um but it really was at the beginning just about um getting the word out and trying to become as known as possible yeah. as quickly as possible, which I guess is the aim for every business owner when they're launching a product, it's just to be seen and yeah. for the name to sort of because what I found before I launched Canvas was there were just brands that kept popping up for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure everyone's experienced this. Yes. And the more you see it, the more you recognize it. So I, exactly. I thought to myself, well, the more people see Canvas, the more they're going to at least consider it when it comes time for them to yeah. buy a yearly planner. So Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you might not instantly make a sale by promoting it on Instagram or running some Facebook ads, but then when somebody finishes their current planner and it's the middle of May and they don't want to go and buy one that started in January, they're going to think about yours. Yeah, exactly. So that makes total sense. So what have you tried so far that's got you some good results in terms of marketing? Um, it was probably late last year around Christmas time that I really invested some money in um, Facebook ads. Up to mm. that point, I really hadn't built an audience. Wow. So I worked with Jody from Dotcom Digital um, yeah. and she stressed the importance. And again, this was something that I learned that you can't just run some Facebook ads and they're <laughs> going to be successful straight away. Yep. It's all about, you know, building um, that foundation and figuring out who's clicking what and yeah, yeah who to target with those ads. So that was a really... I put the pressure on Jody. basically. I said it's the most important time of the year for me and I need results. And honestly, we got some really good info and um, sales went really well considering, which I wasn't expecting, but I knew it was important for me to at least start doing that. Um, It was just, yeah, terrible timing on my part. (laughs) So we've built the audience now, which is awesome. Um, but then sort of leading into the start of the year, which I tried some more Facebook ads and they failed miserably. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of took a step back, um, because as a small business owner, my budget to run ads isn't endless. It's really very restrictive. Yeah. Um, and I'm always looking at the ROI. So it's hard for, like, if I'm investing a thousand dollars in Facebook ads as a small business owner, you want to know that you're at least not going, you know, at least going yeah. to make it back. And the idea is to not just make it back, but to start make making profit. Mm-hmm. So it's hard when you've been burnt once to come back from that yeah. and be ready to invest again. Um, but I do really trust Jody from Dotcom Digital. So I'm going to start working with her again. And we've put a couple of things in place. But one thing I have found that works really well for me is my um, email marketing. So I've worked Ooh. really hard on building my email list Yay. and 
um, providing value to people that way. I try and give away as much as I possibly can mm. to sort of show people what we're about. And yeah, because I really believe in the um, like what you can achieve when you use Canvas. To me, it's not just a pretty planner that you use and put some appointments in. It's <laughs> something that if you use yeah. it well, um, like you will see results. So I, I'm yeah. really passionate about oh. the possibilities that are within its pages. So I try and, um, yeah, encourage people to try the pages or, you know, I give away templates and things like that yeah. to try and um, build that list and then turn them into a customer long-term. So what sort of content do you email your list? Because I know a lot of people with product-based businesses just have no idea what to send them. I probably have a lot of room for improvement, <laughs> but I just, I honestly just like to share um, my wins and my lessons along the way. Those are emails mm. that um, have generated a lot of response from my yeah. mailing list because I feel like it's relatable but um, I share like the goal setting pages from the canvas. Yeah. I've shared the budget. Um, Ooh, I sound. I, I probably need that one. <laughs> I'm quite bad with I that. I love a good budget. Um, adventure. I did an adventure template. So I was trying to encourage cool. people to, you know, organize a weekend away yeah. or a trip overseas, oh. whatever adventure meant to them. So it was, you know, just something that encourages them to get out of their comfort zone yeah. or do something that they haven't done in a while. Um, so that's it so far. Have you done much in the way of like blog content? I've done a few blogs, yeah, yeah. And I'm working on at the moment doing some like collaborations with other business owners that align with me as well in the hope that it sort of improves yeah. our website traffic. Yeah, actually. So have you done anything SEO wise? No, no, not properly, I would mm. say, um, because it's probably something I don't know enough about as yeah. well. That's I always find like with product-based businesses, that's a really good way to start getting more traffic in, but it doesn't have to be as technical as you think either. Like just well, well-written blog posts can get a lot of website traffic yeah. and then you get them onto your email list and then, you know, like it, it becomes, it starts that whole process. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because before I launched Canvas, I actually did a small business course with TAFE Yeah, and, um, the guy who was running it was very much SEO focused and um, he was amazing actually. And at the time when he was explaining things, I had no idea what he was talking about because mm. I hadn't even built my website by that point. But now that I've been through everything yeah. that I have, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. So he's actually said that I can redo that course whenever I like. So I might, if I can find time, it would be yeah. really good for me, I think, to redo that course and sort of let it all sink in because it might make a lot more sense to me now that I've done it and been through it. There's also so much free stuff online yeah. about SEO. Like it's been, it, it's, I, I'm self-taught completely okay. in that. Um, and I have like an entire advertising degree and we maybe did about a week on SEO. It would be interesting <laughs> to know which that you think are best because I feel like yeah. it's almost like an overkill when it comes to information mm. for SEO. Kate Toon has some great stuff. Okay. And I actually – I interviewed her oh, a couple of months. No, it would have been end of last year even on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So there's a good episode there with her to go back and listen to. Yeah. Um, but she has so much free content. She has a Facebook group and then she's got like paid courses and everything. She's okay. amazing. Yeah. I think I've heard that name before yeah. actually. Yeah, she's so good. Um, so and then also did you do anything when you around launch time or since you've launched anything to do with influencer marketing or any other collaborations? 
No. Look, yeah. I've I've dabbled in it when it comes to like free product in exchange for a mention or a post. Yeah. I influencer marketing is a really <laughs> sore point for me just because I feel like it's just getting to a point where it's super ingenuine. Yeah. And I don't believe anything on Facebook or Instagram anymore because I just look at things and go, it's sponsored. Because it I've depends, come from like a back <laughs> I guess because I've seen it from the other side, yeah. I, like as someone who's not a consumer, if it doesn't feel genuine or it's something that they're not passionate about and yeah. all of a sudden they're talking about, I don't know, this drink mix that they're putting in <laughs> and they're telling you that their face is now like unicorn skin. I just, holding up a bag of protein powder. <laughs> yeah, like get out of here. Yeah. No. I think, I think if it's done in a genuine way and it's something that they genuinely use and – I think, yeah, like I think you have to be quite selective about who you actually partner with. Yes, but then also on top of that, you have to be able to afford them, which is another thing. And some of the quotes I've gotten are absolutely ridiculous. Mm, I can Um, imagine. And then again, I think to myself, how many planners do I have to sell in order to pay for that? It's just it's really hard to find someone that, A, I align with and, B, doesn't charge you through the nose. And then again, you think of that. Instagram algorithm is constantly changing and you think to yourself, God, I'm spending so much money. Are people even going to see this? Yeah. It's really, it's a hard decision. It's actually, I was reading something the other day about um, how it's now not even about micro influencers anymore. It's about nano influencers. Oh God. So like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep up. So like people with like a thousand followers, but a thousand followers who actually genuinely like really care about what they have to say. But do you know what? That's, that's honestly my entire customer base. Yeah. And I don't yeah. – th- these are people – I. there are women out there that are paying for, for my product mm. and talking about it without me even having to ask because they love it so much, well, which that's, is – Yeah, the goal. Like, that's which is why advocacy. it's harder for me to swallow that yeah. someone wants me to pay them to do that when I have such yeah. a loyal following and a loyal customer base that – just want to scream it from the rooftop. How did you go about building that? Because that's something that a lot of people struggle with, getting those brand advocates. Did, did, is it something that you – like did you give them any incentive to talk about it, like, I don't know, discount codes or anything like that? No. Um, look, I've – one thing that I want to look more into is affiliate marketing Yeah. because I think that's something that um, would work and there's, there's more of an incentive for people to talk about oh, it if definitely. they're getting a percentage versus yeah I've you know I've got my cash now for this yeah. one Instagram story I never have to mention it again and that yeah. has happened previously with the ones that I've tried to work with and gifted it's just like a yeah. the posting ghost basically you never hear from them again um no I think it just comes down to the fact that they love canvas so much and what it yeah. stands for and what they've achieved with it um, but I've also built this amazing community since starting Canvas of amazing businesswomen around me that, um, I mean, I also shout about them from the rooftops yeah. and it's a, it's just genuine because I love what they're doing. I love what. Yeah. And I think we're quite lucky because like where we are, like the Brisbane business community is very amazing. much like that. So amazing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's the same elsewhere, but I mean, some of the people, that I've met in Brisbane in the business community. It's insane. Like when I was running my masterclasses last week, I had random people who I've met maybe once or twice promoting them on Instagram and I'm like, 
oh, okay, thanks, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing in it for them whatsoever. But it costs nothing to yeah. do that. If they believe in you and what and what you're promoting and what yeah. you're selling, because they would have obviously been listening to you or, yeah. or been subscribing to you for a while and they, they know that you're amazing at what you do. I just <laughs> feel like why... It, yeah, it costs yeah. nothing for me to chuck that in my Instagram story. Yeah, I think that's that's so cool. And I think that's probably also like with your business, I feel like that's probably something that's come around because you've had such good branding, because you worked with that branding agency yeah. to come up with a brand that resonates with them. They feel like it's perfect for them and that's why they're so happy to tell everyone else about it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So – um, just back to like your launch, because I completely forgot to ask you this question in, in your launch, did everything go to plan? Um, look, I didn't have a plan, <laughs> <laughs> but were there any like major, like major stuff ups along the way? Or? We would, we were delayed, um, yeah. a bit longer than what I was hoping for at the start. Um, but again, I, I just – everything I just rolled with because, again, I didn't yeah. want to put all of that pressure on myself for it to be a certain way. This was my first time yeah. launching a business. I was just excited to – that so it was a exciting. real thing. Like the day I got the samples <gasps> in the mail, I just – I lost my shit because I'm like this is something that, you know, I'd been looking at it for eight, yeah. eight months on my computer and to actually feel it and touch it oh. and for it to become a real thing. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't wait for people to see this. It's that would amazing. Have been, that would have been like Christmas. Yeah. That would have been so exciting. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's awesome. And so, like, is there anything that you thought that would work really well when you were planning on launching? Anything you thought that would work really well that hasn't worked so well? Look, my Facebook ads haven't performed the way that I guess – Everyone talks about Facebook ads like they're the bee's knees and <laughs> I, have, I haven't had that experience yet. Yeah. But I'm also still very early stages of yeah. my business and I know that there still needs a lot of work to p- put in, in them to get and see those results, I guess, yeah. is what I'm getting to. So I know that the potential is there. I just feel like my business has to grow in other areas in order for me to to sort of make the move into dropping, yeah. you know, big budgets on Facebook ads because yeah. I think I definitely think when they're done well, they can work. I just think you can't go from zero to a hundred. It's a it's one of those things you have to grow yeah. with it, and it's it's hard because a lot of the benefits of Facebook ads aren't you can't always track them like directly. So, like you said, it's about seeing the brand like over and over and over again. But it might, they might not be ready to buy a new planner the first time they see your ads. Like yeah. you might be halfway through a current one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's quite tricky. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is, so you run Canvas as a side hustle, which is very cool and very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell my listeners what your day job is? Yes. Um, everyone's always very surprised, but I'm a police officer. I think that's day. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes juggling Canvas t- all that more tricky because yeah. I work shift work and oh, um, yeah. yeah, they're long hours. So it can, and it can be like an exhausting, I can um, mentally <gasps> taxing job. Um, but one thing that I did was I took May off um, yeah. Canvas completely because um, I'd oh. gotten to the stage where I was just a bit burnt out and I was yeah. struggling to find that balance between 
work canvassed and also having a life yeah. outside <laughs> oh, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that old thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've kind of come back with this really renewed sort of energy around That's it good. and I feel a lot different now. I've, I'm way less stressed and I just think it's because I've taken mm. the pressure off and it's actually done wonders for canvas because I'm coming at it from a point of actually enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas before I'd kind of lost that just because – it had become more of a like a chore. Yeah. And I think people also pick up on that as well. Definitely. And, I'm, I mean, I'm out here promoting balance and uh. scheduling things in and managing your to-do list and I was just like drowning myself. So, yeah. No, I feel that. Like that was me probably, what are we now, July. Yeah, that was me this time last year. And then I took a week off completely. Like I didn't even check my emails for a week. Yeah. And it was just the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and a week really isn't that long in the grand no, scheme of things. Not. But if you can notice in a week, like I can yeah. imagine how hard you were probably working. I mean, to be fair, I was that week was spent on a boat in Greece. Like oh, <laughs> it was just what I did. But like it, you do come back with that renewed energy. Like I, I think towards the last like two or three days of that week, I was like, oh, I've got all these ideas. I can't yes, wait to get back and implement them. That there's no room for yeah. when you're just thinking about you yeah. know, the next thing or processing orders. That ticking I think, to, ticking yeah, the tasks off. If you're not yeah. leaving room for that creative space and thinking outside the box, yeah. um, so true. you won't grow. So. so what are your biggest tips then for other people who are juggling side hustles? I have so many. Um, Please share them all. It's <laughs> hard to narrow them down, but I, I think one one big thing for me was – I, because I'd had so many ideas, I was just like, well, do this, do this, do this, mm. do this, do this. And you can't fit it all in. So yes. I have a rule now not to have any more than five things um, on my oh, to-do list okay. per day. Yeah. Um, just because any more than that and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I've become way more forgiving with myself. Um, and it's something that I want to learn more about. Like it's so weird for me and I can't pinpoint it yet, but I'm working mm. on it. There are days that I can wake up and be an absolute demon when it comes to productivity. Yeah. And then there are others where I just cannot drag my ass out of bed. So yep. for a really long time on those days where I didn't get out of bed, I'd punish myself for it. Mm. And just my negative self-talk that was like, you're not cut out for this. You can't want it enough Me if you're too. not even getting out of bed. Yeah. And now I'm just like, nope, I'm listening to my body. I'm listening to my brain. It's obviously not what I'm doing today. So there are times where I'm like, oh, should I not clean out my emails today? And I'll give myself a pep talk and be like, no, get your ass into gear and let's do it. But those are the days that I can pep talk myself. I'm talking about the days where it just, it feels nice to do nothing. Yeah. Go for a walk, relax. And sometimes like, because I'm very much the same. Like if there are days when I don't feel like doing anything, I get really negative about it. And then it's like, well, I'm not actually enjoying that time doing nothing. So it's like, I'm either going to do nothing and enjoy it, or I'm going to do some work. Exactly. I'm not going to do nothing and not enjoy it. Cause that's a waste of doing the waste of time doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about when you're in that headspace, you can't write a decent blog post. Yeah. You can't reply to your emails, how you really want to respond no. to them. Take a step away and just go and enjoy yourself for a little bit and then come back when you're ready. Exactly. And I think like as business owners, we're very, we tend to be overachievers. Yeah. Um, certainly pretty much every business owner I have met is an overachiever. And we have this really unrealistic mindset of how much we can get done. Mm-hmm. And we're really hard on ourselves. So 
yeah, it is quite difficult to find that self-compassion, but it's also something I'm working on. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a, I always yes. say it's a work in progress. It no one's is. ever perfect at it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So with like, h- how do you compartmentalize business and work? Because I can imagine both are very taxing, like especially like your job isn't one you can just like check in and leave, yeah. or check out and leave. Yes. I try and do that. You try to? (laughs) Yes. Do you manage? Um, Most days. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm lucky in that I think a lot of people would think that my job is a lot more stressful than it actually is. Or maybe I've just gotten better at managing that or disconnecting Mm. from it. Um, But half the reason that Canvas exists was because I kind of felt myself losing the traits that I loved about myself because I was disconnecting in order to be able to do my job. And that was something that I still wanted to hold on to. Um, You know, I I wanted to uplift women. I wanted it to be empowering. I I didn't want to ever lose my empathy or, you know, that thing that made me light up and, um, you know, women getting shit done and achieving their goals is something that absolutely lights me up. So I think I've managed to balance the two and canvas is the thing that really as corny and cliche as it sounds like sets, sets my soul on fire. Oh, I love to hear that. It's so cool to hear somebody like that excited about your business. Like it's so cool. So at the end of every episode, I always ask a couple of rapid fire questions. And the first one that I ask is what advice would you give to your pre-business self? Oh, shit. Um, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what has been your biggest whoops moment so far in business? I to- I sent an email out to my email list recently. I, because their um, canvas is printed in China. Yeah. And communication barrier, long story short, I accidentally ordered a thousand new canvas when I wasn't ready for them. And it just got to the point Mm. I put a deposit down, which wasn't actually a deposit. They'd kept it. They'd threatening (gasps) to shred them if I didn't pay the second half. It was an absolute disaster. So yes, I got another, an extra thousand. I think they landed at my front door in February. Wow. Because I'm working on a second product at the moment. Yes. Which is really exciting. Um, but it was just like terrible timing. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it's happened. They're here. Like, exactly. let's just. It could be worse. They're not a perishable good. They don't go off. Exactly. They're not dated. No. <laughs> Which, thank, <laughs> thank God. <goodness. laughs> and what has been your biggest growth moment in business? Uh, I feel like there's honestly been so many mm. when it comes to Canvas. It's really hard to pinpoint one. I honestly feel like I've grown. When I look at my journal entries from pre-canvas or even my sketches of like during the design stage. (laughs) I'm, I'm so proud of myself that I just kept going. Yeah. And I know that sounds really like, of course you would keep going, but it's like when to, to take an idea and then make it a thing and create this business Mm. and to be around other people that are doing the same. To me, it's like so inspiring and to know you're not alone, I think in this whole thing. Oh, is a a really big one for me because it can feel really isolating at times and you do feel like no one understands me. (laughs) But honestly, all I have to do is get on Instagram or make a call and someone is always there to be like, yeah, Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, that's amazing. And like you said, yeah, just keep going. It sounds obvious. It's not that easy sometimes. I mean, when you look at the statistics around people that start a Mm. business and then fail – 
that is just one of those things that's going to yeah. separate you from everyone else is you just keep going. Yeah, like any as long as you're moving forward, you're moving forward. Like yeah. it's as soon as you stop moving that you stop moving forward. Like, yes. Yeah. So you mentioned you have a new product in the pipeline. Is there anything else that's coming up soon or like what's next for you and for Canvas? That's the big one. That's the one that I'm really excited about. Are you allowed for. to tell us anything about it? Um... <laughs> You don't I don't know to. if I want to give too much away <laughs> just because I think it's something that and it's weird because I'm we're so close. I, I would say I'm collaborating with someone else, Ooh. which is a really I'm excited Exciting. about that. Um, but it's something that in all of my conversations lately, yeah. I'm really excited for women to get their hands on it because it's something that I feel like they're screaming out for yeah. in a paper version mm. versus being on your phone. Again, it's not another app. So now I'm really intrigued. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Emma. So tell us where can people find out more about you and about Canvassed? You can go to the website, which is www.canvassedco.com or I'm really into, I have a Facebook, but I'm so far into Instagram. It's not funny, which is at canvassedco. And I will link to both of those in the Perfect. show notes. The thank show you notes. so much for having me. No, thank you so much for coming. <laughs>